0: My name is Jessica Brennan, and I am obsessed with all things clean living and helping you lead a clean, healthy lifestyle that doesn't have to be hard, expensive, or time-consuming. I'm a mama of twin boys who found some really scary ingredients in the natural body wash we were using and turned my outrage into passion to help others eliminate toxins from their daily lives. Listen in on honest conversations and learn the best tips and tricks to take control, simplify, and rid toxins from your mind, body, spirit, and home. If you're ready to take the plunge into clean living, but aren't quite sure where to start, you are in the right place. This is the Clean Living Made Easy podcast. Welcome everyone. Today I'm going to be talking to Kelsey Baker. She is a pediatric occupational therapist and lactation counselor with over a decade of experience in the infant to toddler demographic. She uses a holistic approach to help families optimize their baby's development. Kelsey is the owner and lead therapist of Be Well OT Company based in Philadelphia, PA, and serves families virtually worldwide. Her mission is to help families reach their feeding goals, and Kelsey uses her personal and professional experience to set babies up for lifelong health. I love your holistic approach to everything. It's really aligned with what we talk about here. So I'm really excited to learn more about what you do. So welcome. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm really excited
0: to be here. So I appreciate Jessica. Yes. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you became involved in holistic pediatric OT? Uh,
1: Yeah. So I started in, in college as a physical therapy major, actually. Um, and at one point I was going through some family stuff and I just felt really lost. And um, I didn't know if I wanted to continue on with PT. And the director of the OT department Um had a meeting with me, uh, after one of my roommate's friends had suggested it because they were always working on fun projects. And, um, it just seemed like a much more fun and like balanced program than the regimented program that I was in. And the first few years are very similar, but as we were getting closer to that junior year, they were talking about things that felt more aligned with what I was interested in and looking at, People as a whole, um, including more mental health aspect, including the family dynamic, including, you know, accessibility and not that PTs don't do those things at all, because there are many PTs doing wonderful things in all of those areas, um, but just school-wise, it was a little bit more regimented. So I had my meeting with OT director and uh, Carol Dennis. She was wonderful. And she sat with me for like almost three hours and planned out the next five years of my life. And I just felt so seen and heard and welcomed. And I was like, I want to do this for people. Um, Like I want to see where they are and be able to help them and see where they can be. Um, So that's how I initially got started because I didn't know what OT was. You don't hear about OTs very often. Um, so I didn't even know to apply to an OT program, but from there I knew I wanted to work with kids. I had always wanted to work with kids and I was lucky enough to have a friend from home who had a mom who was an occupational therapist, which I didn't know until I wasn't in the program. And then she told me, um, even though I'd been at her house years at a time, <laughs>
0: but, um, well, if she told you, it might not have mattered because it would
1: maybe wouldn't have registered like it did at that point. It- Exactly. Um, So from there, I just was able to work with her uh, as kind of a mentor. And I finished out one of my field works with her. And she worked in early intervention, which is a free program in every state. Um, Some states are sliding scale, but it's very affordable. And we work with any kid zero to three with a 25% more or delay in one or more areas. So um, and that includes feeding, uh, gross motor, um, cognitive, social, emotional, all of the areas of development. So I got a really good baseline understanding. I also did some work in a sensory clinic. Um, I was just really focused on anything I could do with the little ones. And so with that experience that I got in college, cause most colleges don't focus on pediatrics, actually, a lot of it is adult focused. And then if you want to know more about peds, then you can go into continuing ed and whatnot, but I was very fortunate that I ended up in a PEDS-heavy program, Um, and when I moved to Philadelphia, after I graduated, because I could make some more money, it was my first time moving to a a city. I grew up in a very rural area. Um, I applied to work at an early intervention agency, and usually they they don't hire new grads because you have to have usually three years of experience, but because of my fieldwork experience um, and everything else I had done, I got into early intervention and I saw a big need uh, in understanding and education around nutrition and feeding and all of those things. So from there, I was just kind of like, I took all the feeding courses that I could uh, and got a good handle on that and helping kids with picky eating and um, trying to offer some education and meeting parents where they were at, to how we could help their diets to work through constipation and picky eating and like all the things that go into that. And then when I got pregnant, I got into lactation um, because I was like, this is a good continuum of where I've been uh, and it will help me out personally, obviously. So I became a lactation counselor. And along the way, I got into more body work and just understanding the pelvic floor and diaphragmatic breathing, um, myofascial release, uh, cranial sacral therapy, all of those things. So that's all tied in too. And I just have a really fun time kind of seeing what I personally need in my life and figuring out what I see in my clients and tying those things together. So I can learn from new mentors and new trainings and all those things to put into my practice, but also help myself and my kids. So, yeah. That's-, that's awesome. I love that.
0: And that's, I love that. That's such a huge part of what you do. Cause I think, you know, it feels good to know that somebody who is taking care of you as a patient Um, has somebody who's constantly willing to learn, like there's always new stuff coming out, right? And I think a lot of times we work with people who are like, this is how it is, (laughs) and they don't really, you know, embrace all the new stuff as much as we would like. So I love that. Um, So how do you really define the holistic side of pediatric OT? And what are some of the core principles that guide your practice?
1: Um. I think it's a very loose, ambiguous term, right? Holistic is referring to the whole thing, right? The whole environment, the whole family dynamic. Um, And I try to really take all of those pieces into deciding what is going to make sense to be a priority for families. Um, I work a lot with uh, families that are kind of deciding to have a tongue tie release or not. And it takes a lot of investigation and getting to know that family to see if it's going to be a good time to do that. Um, If it does make sense, if it's impacting function enough to warrant a surgery, if it is going to be doable for the caregivers, you know, what does that look like? So there's lots of different pieces and also the parent mental health of that, you know, there's a lot of time and energy put into making sure that procedure goes well, and it heals appropriately. um, And it can be really challenging. So it's not the right fit for every family. And I think that's a big piece of that holistic view, instead of being so closed minded on like, well, here's a tongue tie, and we need to fix it. And this is like the functional impact, we have to kind of zoom out and look at so many other pieces of the puzzle to see if it is a good time to do that if it's time to attack this piece of the puzzle, or if we just need to step back and look at something else first.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think as a parent, especially a new parent, right, you're trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what to do for to help your child in the best way possible. And we always tend to think that, you know, what our doctors are telling us, which I'm not trying to discount the doctors, because they obviously are very important to the whole process, but that sometimes there is a need to kind of look into things a little bit further which can always be overwhelming. So I love that you provide this uh, service and ability to be able to support people in that way. Cause I think it's just so important and not a whole lot of people realize that, that there's that option there.
1: Yeah. I tried to become the person that I wish I had had when I had my daughter basically. Um, Cause I didn't have a lot of supports and I had a wonderful midwife and she was wonderful, but you know, postpartum care only goes so far. We didn't have the resources for a doula, you know, we didn't have a lot of things, but just educating myself throughout this process, I can offer a lot of.
0: Hey there, Jessica here, ready to make cleaning at home a breeze while also playing your part in protecting our planet. Let me introduce you to a game changer, the force of nature system. I have been using Force of Nature for years and love how it uses a unique technology to transform simple ingredients, water, a capsule of salt, vinegar, and water, and a slight charge of electricity into a household cleaner and disinfectant that's as effective as traditional bleach. But here's the thing, it does all of this without any harmful chemicals or irritants. It's hypoallergenic and EPA registered for disinfecting and sanitizing. It eliminates 99.9% of germs, including viruses, bacteria, mold, and mildew. Force of Nature is more than just a powerful cleaner. It's a sustainable solution that helps you to reduce waste. Say goodbye to single-use plastic bottles and say hello to Force of Nature's eco-friendly system. So why wait? Head over to cleanproductjunkie.com forward slash force of nature and get the latest exclusive coupon codes that can save you up to 50%. Step into a cleaner, safer, and greener home with force of nature.
1: Value and information to make more informed decisions about what we do moving forward. Um, So it just depends on what families need and how that makes sense. And yeah, a lot of times, like pediatricians, dentists, therapists, we don't learn about ties in school. Um, It's not part of our curriculum usually. Dentists usually get the most, which is a few minutes, to be honest. Um, And so a lot of people don't understand the full impact of having tethered oral tissues and just oral facial development, mouth breathing, uh, airway development. So it's kind of frustrating when parents go to the pediatrician and they're dismissed or like, Nope, that's, don't worry about that. Like you don't, it's not a, not a concern. And they don't always know the kind of the domino effect of what that looks like three years down the road and what that can. Yeah. Turn and into saying the
0: that they don't get that um, as part of their education because I, I just from you know the friends that I know that have had children I know many people that have had that issue with their kids so it's like you would think because it's it's not like uncommon you know you think they'd have yeah. a little bit more um, education around that so but yeah I mean again it's good to know that like there's you out there and people like you that are trying to help support. Um, parents out there as they're trying to make these decisions and, and, you know, we're always told to trust our gut, but if, then if the doctor's saying, don't worry about it, but you know, that there's possibly like, there's hopefully possibly some way to be able to help your child. Um, you want to be able to pursue that and find answers and ways to help them. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so what, in, what inspired you to specialize in the holistic approach to, um, OT instead of traditional methods?
1: Um, I mean, I definitely utilize a lot of more traditional OT methods. OT has always kind of been a little ambiguous. Uh, So occupational therapists help anyone across the lifespan participate in their daily lives. And that can mean help with dressing, help with feeding, help with playing, help with, um, you know, ergonomic setup at your desk, help with assistive tech in communication devices, lots of, lots of different areas of OT. And, um, I like that about the therapy world and that we can be so adaptive and kind of good problem solvers. Um, and I have always loved working with kids since I was a kid. I always wanted to have like younger kids around. I was babysitting really early. Like it was just always part of me. And, um, when i was first working in early intervention i was just really frustrated by the bureaucracy of everything and the paperwork and how much time it took to get from point a to b um and it was really frustrating and early intervention is an amazing program and i still refer people to early intervention it's it's wonderful but it just takes a long time to get started in and then even once you're in it there's a lot of red tape about certain things and it's just it's a big beast of a system. And I was just getting frustrated with that. Like it's heavy to kind of go through all of the pieces and parts. Um, and so when I started my private practice, it just allowed me to be much more limber and be much more individualized in the care that I could offer as far as frequency of service, as far as time of service, as far as just my own schedule. and. um the methods that I wanted to utilize and try with families and see what would be most appropriate. Um, Yeah, so it just gives me a lot more flexibility. And since I've gotten more training in bodywork type modalities with myofascial release, cranial sacral therapy, total motion release, um, lots of other things, it just has turned into like this interwoven hands-on experience with the kids that I work with. And it's hard to kind of put that in a box where you're like on a checklist of like, I did this many, you know, therapeutic activities and this many reps of this exercise. And it just, my mind doesn't really work that way. Um, So that's why I kind of wanted to branch out and have a little bit more freedom within that to best serve kids in the time that I had to be the most efficient I could because I also really I get bored with therapy right if I'm with a kid for too long and we're like kind of trudging through and there is benefit to that for certain kids that need ongoing therapy for so many reasons um there's a time and a place for that but there are so many times I would see kids And I was like, if I had seen this kid at two weeks old, I could have been done with them by eight weeks old, but instead we're here at eight months and I'm going to be with them until three years old, because there's so many pieces that they missed and it takes so much longer to balance things out because development goes so fast in those first few Mm -hmm. years. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what drew me into kind of creating this, this business that I have started. So yeah, yeah. no, that's great. I
0: think it's so important to have that full, um, picture as you're working with people and just knowing like everything's integrated, right? So, um, Mm -hmm. if you're focusing on one aspect of things, that's not always necessarily the most effective way. So being able to incorporate other, um, methods and other ideas into the into your practice is awesome. So that's great. Um, So what are some of the unique challenges that you face when working with children um, and like the overall holistic wellness and then OT simultaneously?
1: Um, I've recently been getting some more support from local pediatricians, but there are still some pediatricians that don't fully understand what occupationalists wow, occupational therapists do um, and their benefit and how certain therapies are more provider specific than discipline uh, specific. So an OT and a PT can be working on very similar things and maybe one particular OT is much better at this physical modality than that specific PT but you know, there's, there's overlap there. It just really depends on kind of what continuing ed you've taken, what your experiences have been, where you were able to train, so many things. Um, so I think one of the challenges is kind of getting everybody on board to be like, this, this is a valid avenue for treatment. And if this feels aligned for the family, then it's a good fit. Um, if it doesn't feel aligned for the family, then obviously not. But then there's also you know, in the day to day, kids get sick, their siblings are in daycare and school and whatnot. So scheduling changes are really (laughs) uh, just part of life. um, And we just go with the flow as much as we can. But yeah, for the most part, I, I love working with the kids, because they're constantly making me learn new things and figure out that I don't need to be so pushy and I don't need to, you know, like really get to that specific angle or something. And I can take my time and we'll get there because it's on their time. It's on my time.
0: Right. Oh, that's so cute. It's so true. It's like you, you think that you're just here to do the teaching, but when you get into things, especially as becoming a parent, like you realize, oh, there's so much to learn from these little people that don't even realize they're teaching us things.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think so that's gentle. such a
0: great point too, is if you are a new mom and again, going back to what we were talking about before with the tongue tie, like if you are questioning things and you're not getting the answers that you need or feel like you should be getting from your pediatrician, there's always other people out there. Like you can work together with your pediatrician but you might have to do a little bit of research in that to be able to get the support you
1: need from other avenues. Mm -hmm, Totally. I always tell parents that pediatricians are experts on childhood illness, right? They don't necessarily fully understand full health and wellness, right? So mouth breathing is not an emergent concern, right? You don't need to go have your appendix removed because you're mouth breathing, but over time, that can turn into a larger issue. And if we can take steps to alleviate that sooner rather than later, we have an overall healthier, better rested kiddo. Um, So there's, yeah, I think, especially first time parents, the pediatrician is just seen as like the point person, like, I want to make sure I'm doing a good job, I want to check in with my pediatrician. And Pediatricians don't have time to do all of that, unfortunately, right? They wanna make sure your kid is, you know, growing the way they should be reasonably growing um, and they don't have any acute challenges. That's their job. Um, Thinking about overall health and wellness. And I know some people get a little like eh with the wellness space, right? It can be a little cringy sometimes. But there is a difference between being healthy enough and being actually healthy and well enough to fully participate in the life that you want to live.
0: Right. Yeah. And there are so many resources and ways to be able to get to that point. And I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people don't realize that because they think, you know, as long as we're going to our yearly checkups and doing, you know, the things that we are all taught to do, then. That's all that we can do. Yeah, not true. There's so many more ways to support our health. So love so that. True.
1: And I also just a little add on. I hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? When you learn something new, you always look back and you're like, oh, I should have seen that earlier. But you, you sometimes you can't see it in the moment. So sometimes I don't get a kid until they're closer to that eight, 10 month mark and you know what? Maybe we were dealing with some family issues. Maybe there was just like COVID after COVID case. Maybe there was, you know, you needed to travel and take care of grandma for a while and like priority shift. It just depends on what's going on. And you have to take that into consideration and give yourself a little bit of grace because you can't take care of everything at the same time all the time.
0: That's so true.
1: Hey friends,
0: it's your host, Jessica. I'm sure like me, you're passionate about creating a healthy, safe home for your loved ones. Did you ever hold a product in your hand trying to make sense of the long list of ingredients that seem to require a PhD to understand? Yeah, I've had that same experience too. That's why I decided to do something about it. I created a completely free label reading guide to help you demystify what's really in your household products. My guide zeroes in on the top three most harmful ingredients you need to look out for, making it easier than ever to spot and avoid them. Armed with this guide, you'll feel empowered, capable of making informed decisions for your household, knowing that you're protecting your family from potential toxins. So are you ready to be a master of label reading and redefine clean living with me? Visit freelabelreadingguide.com to download your guide now. Together, we can make clean living truly easy and transform our homes into the safe havens they're meant to be. And a lot of times people don't reali- make have these realizations for a long time. So... Mm-hmm. And- mom guilt is real and if I could get rid of anything when it comes to parenting that would be number one like stop feeling guilty (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and just you know do your best with what you have in the moment and don't think about what you should have done in the past because there's nothing you do about that and it's not really um, beneficial to yourself and your kids if you're feeling that guilt even if you don't say it they know it's there (laughs) yeah so true
1: yeah. I was just talking with a mom earlier. Uh, I have this really sweet virtual family that I work with. Um, and like, they're a real family. I work with them virtually. I said that. Yeah, But we were talking about just kind of the trajectory of where I would guess this kiddo was gonna be. This child is about eight months now, history of ties, overall doing really well. Um, very gaggy when it comes to solids and tons of drool, like excessive drool. Um, So we talked through some strategies for that um, and mom was feeling better, but she was like, I just feel like we're going to be doing these exercises until they're like six years old. And like, you know, not even a one-year-old, like that's a long time to be doing just oral exercises and being like, this is the right thing to do. And we just kind of talked about the realistic view of that. Like there will be phases of that, but it's always an ebb and flow, right? So, and the exercises that you do when they're a baby might be very similar to what you're doing with a three-year-old, but it's in a different format. It's more playful. It's more engaging. It is built into the routine. It's not you doing something to them. So there's this kind of, evolution of things. And some phases are gonna be like, oh yeah, that's not a priority because everything's going pretty well. And then, you know, maybe a year later you're like, oh, okay, I, I do wanna circle back to this because this is becoming more of a challenge or whatever it is. Um, but just having that realistic view of like, and I told this mom, I go through phases where I don't do anything with my kids that I know I should be doing to optimize because, I just don't have the time or the bandwidth and they're, they're focused on other things and it isn't a priority in that moment and and we'll get around to it. So I think like just having a balanced view of it as a parent can ease the guilt, not that it goes away entirely. Right, I know it never really goes
0: away but to, yeah, ease it a little bit is mm-hmm. really good. And I think that's a really good point is, you know, as parents, we think when we're doing things, a lot of times if we don't do it perfectly, then we're screwing it up. Um, but just a reminder that as long as you keep focused on it, and even if you're not doing it as well as, you know, that you could, it's okay. Just pick back up (laughs) when things are a little bit less stressful and a little bit easier. Yeah, exactly. That that's great. Okay. So, um, we kind of talked about this, but I don't know if you want to add anything else, but what are some common conditions or issues, um, that, that you can effectively address
1: Yeah, so I mostly work with newborns with feeding challenges, Um, and most of the time that comes with tethered oral tissues, um, tongue tie, lip tie, sometimes cheek ties, and there's a lot of um, symptoms of tension along with that, so really tight bodies that have a hard time relaxing. You might have a... um, one sided head turn, so a head turn preference where a baby's only turning to one side. Um, and that can really impact development over time, too. So, and a diagnostic term for that is torticollis. Um, and that can lead to plagiocephaly or head flattening. So, all of these things are kind of tied together, no pun intended, or pun intended, <laughs> depending <laughs> how, how funny you're feeling. Um, so that's kind of my main wheelhouse, but I also work with kids kind of up to five, six, seven, depends on the kiddo, um, as more of a consultant working with reflex integration and oral facial development, feeding challenges um, and just overall regulation. Um, so it's a little ambiguous, but it for me it all ties together, but there's lots of different pieces that I pull from there.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really great. Just knowing that, you know, the different ways that you can help people, I think is super helpful. Um, Do you have any advice for parents or, or caregivers who are, um, you know, think feeling like their child needs some help, um, things to try before they reach out, um, activities or anything they can do at home to help support their kids?
1: Um, Floor time is the best free therapy, right from newborn to, however old like my kids are nine and I still have them play on the floor because the more belly down time and the more time they spend rolling around and just moving their bodies the less tense they will be the better body awareness they will have um usually more frustration tolerance and just sense of regulation and that's kind of number one takeaway from all sorts of parenting. And then if they get upset, just change the environment, go outside, add some water, do something to kind of change that dynamic and get them out of it, help them regulate.
0: (laughs) That's right. It's amazing what just a little shift like that can do. I mean, even as an adult, sometimes I get stuck in like a hamster wheel and it's like, all I got to do is go outside and walk and it feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Take yourself movement out is
1: medicine. So yes, yeah, exactly. definitely got to keep them moving. Well, I highly
0: recommend checking out Kelsey's Instagram handle. She has tons of resources and posts and great content there for you to engage with. Um, and how else can people get in touch with you outside of Instagram?
1: Um, Instagram is the best way and kind of the hub of everything. And then my website bewellot.com is linked there. Um, And those are my two main
0: places. Okay, cool. And I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes so um, people can connect with you. But what's your Instagram handle? It's uh, b.well.ot. Okay, that's just the letter B. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check her out. Can I ask you a few rapid fire questions before we wrap things up? Go
1: for it. Awesome. Okay. Are you a coffee or a tea drinker or neither? Oh, I am, I'm very much a coffee drinker and I'm trying to be a tea drinker. I do love tea. I just can't get away from coffee, but I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Listen,
0: I've been trying for a long time to do that. And I just finally resigned to the fact that I just love coffee. And even if it's just a little bit every day, mm-hmm. it's part mm-hmm. of my daily routine and I'm okay with it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: it is good to incorporate tea in there, but yeah, I always grab coffee too. So I'm there with mm-hmm. you. Um, what's your favorite
1: movie? Um, this is kind of cheesy, but When Harry Met Sally, it's a good one. Oh my God.
0: Love that movie
1: so Classic. much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're the first person that said that. I, really? I need to watch that movie again. It's been forever, but I've seen it so many times. I can like recite every second in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. So when I say forever, it's been like a year, but I have to watch that <laughs> at least a couple of times. So a year is like a long time for me. Um, what's your favorite song or do you have a favorite type of music?
1: Um, it really depends on my mood. So I like people have asked me that before and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have like a favorite song. It just depends on my mood. I have my like focus playlist. I have my workout playlist. I have my just like doing dishes, hanging around the house playlist. And my husband has really good taste in music, but I'm, I'm the person that can never remember like the name of the song or the artist. I'm just like, Oh, that song. And he'll know what I'm talking about. But that's awesome. I don't say it. <laughs> so walk <laughs> like walking
0: music Google.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. So do you have a favorite place that you've traveled?
1: Um I guess the bat- last big trip we took was to VA Case outside of Puerto Rico. Um Hi. so that was really cool. Um yeah, definitely wanting to do more travel soon, but all in good time.
0: Yeah. Well that's a good place to go. For sure. All right. um, And then just to wrap things up, what is is the one thing that you want people to take away from this episode?
1: Um, I guess just that there are lots of different avenues to take when it comes to your own health and kind of taking care of your child. Um, There's always more to learn and it's never too late either. So even if you didn't hear about any of these things until you had your your child was 10 or 20 or something like there's always things you can kind of tweak and be like oh that would be helpful um and I wish I'd known about it when they were younger but guess what we didn't and that's okay
0: yeah exactly oh that's a really great way to end this episode is with that final thought because I think again just talking about parents just kind of feeling like they're not doing the right thing at the right time. Um, just knowing that as when you, when you learn something new, you can always do better and just, you know, knowing it's going to be okay. So I love that. So thank you so much for being here and for all of the amazing tips and information. And like I said, I will make sure to link Kelsey's information in the show notes. So definitely go check her out and reach out if you have any questions. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the clean living made easy podcast. If you want more head over to clean living made easy show notes and links to all the products or discount codes mentioned in today's episode. If you'd like to be notified when new podcast episodes are released or to join the clean product junkie community, head over to CleanProductJunkie.com and join our mailing list. See you in the next episode.